D-Day. Mother-in-law was outside when I went to leave his stuff. Honestly, I hesitated, but figured there was never going to be a perfect time to drop everything off. So I basically hopped out of my car, left everything and ignored her as she persistently asked me what was going on. I avoided making eye contact and it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, I can see that. He called me and claimed what I did was petty and unjustified. He said he would come to my place so that way we could talk. I clarified nothing. If he was gaslighting me, then he deserves to drive all the way only not to be able to get in. He called me at night again, saying his key wasn't working. I said, he's dang right. And I informed him that I no longer live there. <gasps> Woo! Hope he is going in. I don't need to describe the crap show because I'm pretty sure it's universal to abusive partners. First, he was aggravated. Then he demanded that I show up. Then he tried to pin his family's well-being on me. I said sister-in-law never replied to my messages, so she she can have her wedding elsewhere. I kept my cool as my best friend suggested, just despite him. He was livid and went from confused to angry to lying about me, quote unquote, using him. I did talk to sister-in-law and had a surprisingly civilized conversation that amounted to nothing because two hours later, she and Ryan's cousin started spamming my phone. By that day during the afternoon, I was pissed enough when she had her groom call me. I'll call him George, male 41. George and I have never had a real relationship. We never really talked during family events. We didn't even have each other on social media. He's a mellow guy, kind of a pink panther personality, slow walking, won't mess with anyone, very quiet. Never heard of that before. I was 50-50 surprised at his attitude, but not entirely taken aback. I understood he was told differently about the venue, so he basically thought I just upped and left out of jealousy slash spite against Ryan and his family. Yeah, so basically it seems like the family is feeding <laughs> their version of the story that's going Going on over here makes sense. I also got very triggered when I heard him repeating baseless stuff about me. I understand it was him innocently passing on gossip, thinking it was true, but it just made me angry. I'm not proud of this, but I told him that Ryan and his family don't respect him and say embarrassing stuff behind his back that wouldn't give me the right to repeat demeaning stuff or turn him into an enemy. I told him that sadly, Ryan always refers to him as the spare guy because sister-in-law has always had a thing for her ex-husband and that sad Sadly, out of a few guys that she dated here and there, he was the only one willing to put a ring on it. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> wow. <gasps> Dang. That's crazy. Dang. Okay. So, man, Opie, Opie's, Opie's got a, maybe not a bone to pick with everyone, but dude, this guy came in and again, like kind of like Opie was saying, he's just kind of repeating what was said to him, bringing it back around, uh, which I also totally totally understand why it's annoying to OP. It's it's very annoying to have people tell back lies to you that other people have said. But whoo, she's letting him have it. He demanded proof, so I said no problem. It took me a few hours, but I located voicemails Ryan had sent me. Just a reminder, Ryan was the guy that she was dating. I almost forgot. For background, whenever Ryan wanted to distance himself from guys he considered losers, he would say things like, I'm not like George. George is only good to keep quiet and take orders. George's mom looks horny. <laughs> what? My sister said George could barely get it up and he needs a pill. Oh, God. I guess Opie wasn't lying when she was talking to him. Sheesh. Oh, 
the pain. George was acting out, but you know my sister. She threatened to leave him and he got scared. Again, I'm not happy with what I did, but I was insulted that someone who never even talked to me had the gall to come at me. Oh God. To be honest, this didn't really deter him. I had him on speaker while at a parking lot while my friend Rena and I were having lunch. Rena got pissed by George persisting, but we finally understood what was going on when he claimed that I took their money. Ah, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. It turns out that he supposedly had given sister-in-law some kind of deposit because I have allegedly demanded to get paid for the use of my place. This never happened. Oh, God. God, bro, if anyone, George, George needs to leave the relationship. This family is terrible. They're the worst. Oh, it didn't make sense. I was asked to help because they were broke. I never asked for money. My friend Rena made herself a parent on the call. And it was funny because when George asked who she was, she was like, don't worry about it. So she said that he was out of line, but because he was being stubborn and we both believed he wasn't to blame, she said we should have a call. George sounded confident that he was in the right. And about a minute later, I got an invite for a chat group. Crap show number two. It was horrible, but necessary. I know I stooped a bit low, but I'm satisfied to have followed Reddit's advice about burning the bridge and poisoning the water. Classic Reddit advice. I added the father-in-law to the chat, and I'm sure Ryan will never forgive me. For background, Ryan has a David and Goliath complex about his father, with his father being Goliath. He has internalized competitiveness against his father. He so badly wants to outdo him that he tends to forget that he is an old man. I don't know if I'm right, but sometimes I feel like they're fighting against an idea and not reality. The call started out as a mess. There were insults and a lot of yelling, but at this point, I was sick of their behavior. I sent him evidence that I had been reaching out without getting any responses. I forwarded all the voicemails and screenshots, especially two or three where Ryan shows excitement that his sister will have a venue and thanked me for understanding that she can't pay for it. We got a smoking gun, ladies and gentlemen. Mother-in-law dropped out of the call the minute that father-in-law came on. I told father-in-law what was going on, thanked him for the cordial treatment I always got from him, and explained that I was offering my place as a venue, but was ignored when I needed to address it, and that Ryan is simply unsuitable to be with a hardworking and successful partner because he's a parasite, and that I can't respect a man who doesn't have a real job, games his days away, is probably lying about his new job now. All Ryan said was, wow, and that I was insulting him. <laughs> and it gets worse. Wow. Father-in-law gets constantly demonized for having dumped mother-in-law. Aha. And he starts talking very sternly about feeling confused and disappointed about all of this wedding stuff. He and Ryan get into an argument and sister-in-law started yelling. Despite me disliking Ryan because of everything that he did, hearing father-in-law call him a moron and a source of embarrassment felt kind of heavy. Father-in-law said he is fed up with all his children and that despite knowing his children resent him, he did give sister-in-law too grand as a gift to pay off some debt or to use for the wedding, but she used it all on outings and good times instead, and that his blood boiled every time he saw her Facebook posts. So maybe the dad is like the rare, the rare gem in the field of this whole family. One can only pray. I don't have much information on this. I just know that George was super thrown off by this and kept asking and asking about it. He sounded confused, just like when someone has 
has been denied some resources readily available, but I could be wrong. Father-in-law said he expected his money back because he was fed up with all the drama and said that this was going to keep happening. Please don't come to me when you get a divorce. Yikes. And you know, one thing I'll say real quick, maybe some of y'all feel different. Obviously, two grand can be a lot of money. However, in this instance, I don't think it's even worth it to demand the money back. Do you really think that she's going to get it back? She, uh, you know, took money from her husband that she, you know, lied and said she was using for the down payment for the venue. Wrong. Didn't need that. She took the 2K that the father-in-law gave her. She went and allegedly blew it on all kinds of other things. I wouldn't even worry about it. Maybe that's just me, but like two grand in the bank or two grand less of headaches. I'll take less headaches. Thank you. Father-in-law told sister-in-law to stop listening to Ryan already because he's unhelpable and can't be of help to anyone because he's both dumb and greedy and that he's an open mouth with an extremely empty stomach and that she's ridiculous for following the Ryan like a cult member. Sister-in-law started yelling at him and he said this is exactly why all her men run for the hills and go to ask mother if temper tantrums and victim mongering are in any way an aphrodisiac. Oh, God, this was a huge can of worms to be open. So I immediately dropped from the call because I was very stressed out despite having tried to keep a cool headed mindset. I blocked everyone and changed my number, sealed all my social media and removed apps. I didn't know how to block people on. Okay, real quick here. So like, <laughs> oh God, what a, this really is a, a craft storm. Like OP said, you know, OP was right to leave this situation. I've said it multiple times. Was the, the group called call worth it. I mean, in a way, I guess it kind of like exposed a lot of things, um, which is kind of good if you think about like for the father-in-law as an example, like maybe this is the father-in-law finally realizing that like everyone is just so insane that it's just not worth it. But uh, I don't know if I would do the call. That's whew, that's a lot. It's been weeks and no wedding stuff has been posted. Maybe they haven't had it. Maybe it's canceled. None of my friends who have visited their profiles have seen anything but cryptic stuff written by George. I cannot guarantee the wedding did not take place, but it doesn't look like it. Also, I agree with some replies about having a court wedding. They could have done that. For additional clarification, I wanted father-in-law to know everything because he was quite often the inky, friendly face in the family, and I didn't want to leave without him understanding the truth. Okay, so that is why OP went through with the phone call. Definitely makes a lot more sense. Okay, he was decent and and I didn't want him to think that I'm some kind of witch who ruined his daughter's wedding for kicks and giggles. Thank you again. Yeah, you know, I understand OP wanting to do that because one, it's, you know, for the father-in-law. I guess one way possible other scenario that OP could have gone about it is just sending all of this to the father-in-law and basically trying to explain and being like, hey, here's all these things. I mean, putting everyone in the group call did kind of help expose things as quickly as possible, which, you know, in a way is good because what if she sent it all over and, you know, maybe he didn't believe her. Who knows? Um, He seems a lot more level-headed than the others, but... I don't know. Maybe these apples fall, falling from the same tree. You never freaking know. Yeah, I want to do more of a breakdown, but we've got a good amount of some juicy comments. Let's get into it. More on the former father-in-law and mother-in-law's relationship and the father-in-law himself. Mother-in-law baby trapped him many times. Oh, 
She got pregnant every time father-in-law announced he wanted to have a separation. She was overtly focused on fun time as a way to show the world that they were together. To this day, she's had the bad taste to describe their encounters, and it's tacky. Jeez. Father-in-law soft-ghosted her after a huge argument when she literally assaulted his assistant. He had her think they were going to a new home, rented a new place out of town, made sure they were settled in, and never moved in with them. Oh, wow. My man is playing chess, not checkers. He got a transfer and went to work and live in another town. It took over seven years to finalize the divorce, but he remarried and has a very solid relationship with his wife, stepchildren, and grandkids. As background, father-in-law is successful and started from literally nothing. I'm kind of sorry that he tried to help get his children on the right track. He's helped buy courses, equipment for when sister-in-law wanted to start a business, and it seems like they feed on his attention, but they never followed through. OP explains more about her kids. I was going to add that, but I thought it would make it even longer. Thanks for asking. I am a single mom. Cheating ex divorced. My kids are under 10 years old. Years ago, I was struggling to provide. Their father would rather spend on lawyers than go pay proper child support. Oh, God. It's a long story and very painful for me. I had two jobs and found a side gig that was commission-based only. I didn't really understand it, but took the short training. It took me a hot minute, but I eventually got the hang of it. Having a few extra hundred at the end of the month made me feel better, and at least I could cover some bills and not stress out for the holidays. Long story short, I ended up getting hired with a salary and benefits. I developed an ambition for learning and basically to guarantee I could provide. I moved on to a new job, which I remember fondly. That's where I met my former boss who helped me move out this time. Shout out to that person again. That job opened up so many doors for me. I was able to get a better position, get a good salary, help my parents, etc. They decided to shut down operations in my area. I did apply for local jobs, but got a very good offer for a job transfer. I would be in charge of several employees and see an increase in salary because they needed me to open a department slash replicate operations. It was me, my ex-boss, and two other employees who took the lead. She now works at a different company. I talked to both my kids and my parents. My kids weren't thrilled. My parents didn't love the idea. Also, taking the kids would be devastating as my kids are very close to them. I sat down and when I did the math, my living costs at my new location are way higher. If I came alone, I could navigate, save up to both start a business and lay the foundation for my kids to have a fund. I live in a very nice but more or less affordable place and put my money towards my kids. When I came to live here, I negotiated partial remote work. This is why I mentioned in my original post that I travel every Wednesday after work. I stay until Sunday, no matter what. After my working arrangement ended, I had already signed agreements with local companies as my clients. Some of my work is easily managed on remote, but a lot is done on site. I didn't have the financial strength to hire multiple executives until I get the New Year's Eve client from my previous post. I'm currently tending to local consulting clients until December. That's why my former boss helped me find a place to do meetings since I didn't feel comfortable going to my old office. I was subletting from a colleague for obvious reasons. I forgot that that was the former boss. Wow. I mean, it seems like maybe still a client still in their life, but my God, just shout out to them. Shout out former boss. My ex leaving me hanging on New Year's Eve was the beginning of the end. I stayed to be able to focus on the work I had to do and couldn't risk losing hours on traveling and not being able to deliver. That's a very important holiday for me and my family. I was tense as I had a tight deadline and instead of being supportive, he made it worse. (sighs) 
here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We've reached the end of the story. Wow, there's kind of a lot oh, to dive into. Um, let's start at the top. So as far as OP, uh, you know, leaving Ryan, you know, after hearing the whole context of the story, just an absolute mess of a person, of a situation. I get her wanting to leave immediately. Some sort of notice I think is good, you know, but God, that, that is a lot to go through and have been gone through for, for three years. I mean, in my opinion, you got to put something into... <laughs> oh, God, look at me. In my opinion, you need to put something into a relationship. Yeah, like, obviously, you need to put something into a relationship, but he was sitting on his ass all day playing games. Like, look, if you have a relationship set up where both parties are like, hey, look, I work, you can chill, hang out, and then we can just enjoy our life together or travel, whatever. You can enjoy doing whatever hobbies, things you like. Great. More power to you. But OP is a single mom working hard, has been through a lot. The children's father doesn't seem to uh, really put much towards him. I wonder if the children live with the father the other half of the week or maybe full time. We didn't get that information. But yeah, I think, again, giving some notice, I think is good. I think it's the the high road to take. But ultimately, like OP was more than entitled to get out of that situation. And I'm very glad that OP did. It also unraveled that like the whole family, I think the whole family, maybe minus the dad is just they're just poisoned. Even George, the husband of the sister in law, like seems like he's kind of feeding into letting his wife do all these things is just just kind of generally on board, even though, my God, they treat him like absolute dookie. But, you know, the sister-in-law had the opportunity to talk to OP about the wedding venue, chose not to. Sister-in-law also chose to take money from George and say that it was for, you know, a payment for the wedding venue when OP literally never charged anything for it and took, you know, two grand, which, hey, it was a gift, whatever, do with a gift what you like. But, you know, the dad was kind of hoping that the sister-in-law would take it, pay off some debts, basically just be responsible with it. Now, again, at the end of the day, if you give someone a gift, it kind of is what it is in terms of, of, of what they give them. And you can't really ask for it back. I didn't really think about that in the moment. That's another reason for the dad not to try to get the 2k back like look you gave it to her it kind of is what it is it's gone like i would say just kind of keep keep it pushing but i think that was it's not even that incident necessarily but it, uh, obviously the dad has known the sister-in-law's his daughter her whole life and obviously the other members of the family and i think that was kind of like the breaking point and getting everyone on that call just probably exposed it pushed it all into his face of all the bs and freaking tomfoolery that this family has been doing forever so yeah, OP in summation on that point, OP not at all the a-hole for uh, leaving for the wedding. Like, honestly, it was a huge favor to begin with. You know, you had the chance. You had the freaking chance. I would say more of give Ryan some kind of warning than even the sister-in-law in all honesty. But that's my take. Let me know what y'all think. And then finally, this mother-in-law. I mean, where do you get off? You know, baby trapping husband multiple times every time he wanted to leave. This family is just awful. God. But you know who's not awful? All of you watching. I would love to know your take. And the big question from this whole thing, from the entire thing, is OP the a-hole? Let me know in the comments below. I'll see you in the next one. This is an episode from Deep Within the Archives. Time for OKOP OK Rewind. 
I bought my wife a brassiere and now she thinks I don't love her anymore. You know, I think that's totally fair. I it, think it depends on the kind of bra, right? If it's like a sexy, sexy bra, it's like, oh my God, that's great. But right. what if it's like a, like a medical bra? I or don't like, know what a medical bra looks like. I'm not like a very bra. Trash bags. Yeah, trash bags. Hey, you got to cover, you got to cover those titties up with some trash, trash bags. titties, bruh. I, I really actually don't think I've done anything wrong. My wife disagrees. First F up there, right there, baby. If you think you haven't done anything wrong and your wife does, you are wrong. Stupid. Stupid. All right. Anyway, all summer, my wife has been complaining about her sweaty tits. Come on. They be dripping. They be dripping. It's like, Drip but too. also it's like hard. It's like, you know, if you've got a flap uh-huh. over a f- skin. Yep. It's like. Bro, my ass sweats. Exactly. I get it. I mean, my- imagine having asses on your chest, dude. And it drips down. At least the ass drips down. Like only it can only drip down to your feet. This this drips down like you're you're covered back and front. Also, it's worse because like my ass isn't fat enough to be just like drooping yeah, down like that. So like truck, fuck. I have I have more like a like a Prius. Prius oh, yeah, like <laughs> versus a, a Jeep truck. Wrangler. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking vehicles, hey, you know that ass I mean? efficient. Though. I've got an, I've got an economic ass. No, no, you got the most efficient ass. Anyway, all summer she's been complaining about these sweaty tits. How she's ruining all her good bras with this chest sweat. She's paranoid about her underboob sweat lines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like Niagara Falls over there, it's just gushing. <laughs> now, this isn't my first rodeo. So I stuck to just sympathetically listening and nodding at the appropriate times. Yes, that sounds terrible. Chest sweat, awful. No comments that could be misconstrued as me criticizing her breasts or her sweatiness, anything like that. She's not even more sweaty than the average person. She just has massive fire truck titties. <laughs> and they're incredible. Massive think of fire all, truck Think titties. of all those freaking th- that skin Bro, overlapping. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of need to know how big <laughs> Yo, starting only. I mean, if he's talking fire truck fire titties, trucks, we, we, we went from Prius to fire truck bro, over too here. Hot, gotta turn like, down that's bigger heat. than a dump truck. That a is. fire truck fire is truck's bigger. Huge, bro. Yeah. And absolutely no way in hell was I going to solve her problems. Mm. Only a husband who's an idiotic masochist would do that, right? <laughs> blow, <Hey>. blow. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, ooh. So, 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 that's sensual, blow, Yeah, that's sexual, dude. Yeah. I think ooh. I think that might lead to some bedroom time. Yep. Also, as any man knows who's had a girlfriend for long enough, sometimes they just want you to listen. You don't want the you, you they don't want their problem solved. They want to keep the same problems, but just have you listen about those problems. Exactly. Open hot ears. tip. Hot tip. But then last week I got an email from the company she buys her period pants from. Why OP is subscribed to this company emails? I do not know, but he got an email and each newsletter sign up gets money off their order. So a while back, she had signed up using my email address to get an extra promo code. I don't have a menstrual product fetish or anything. I swear. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, OP. it's very helpful. I was worried you're like into that. Like, you know, that like, like Japanese used panty market kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah, you, yeah, could, yeah. you could buy them from vending machines over there. God. <laughs> Don't look at my collection. It's my collection. Um, okay. So anyway, the subject line caught my eye. The sweat proof bra, a match made in a leak proof boob heaven. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm freaking clicking on that email. Dude, I am, damn. I've n- I will never have clicked on anything faster than that. Oh, yeah, I dude. I mean, even even just for my titties, like, dude, I'm like, dude can I, I? Bro, our titties are like, yo, you want to see these titties? 
We we have we have Hot Hot Wheels. Look, look at that titty. We we went from fire truck, dump truck, Prius to Hot Wheels. <laughs> Those are our, we, got we got Hot Wheels fire titties. Truck titty. <laughs> or no, we got we got Hot Wheel titties. Yeah, we got yeah, Hot Wheels for titties, sure, for sure. Yeah. They're still hot, but they're tiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, any sane person would delete the email. But as I said, I'm an idiotic masochist. Plus, the email said this bra would be my wife's new best friend. Oh, actually, no, it didn't say new best friend. It said new breast friend <laughs> hey you got smart puns for days baby yep who was i to keep her from her breast friend not you know you you aren't anyone to keep them from a breast exactly. friend exactly what do are it. you doing so i checked out the sizes of her other bras and then placed an order thinking i was gonna be husband of the year over here yeah it arrived an hour or so ago i knew what it would be so i handed it to her unopened here babe this is for you for your big old fire Back truck titties. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's a bra, babe. At this point, I see a glint in her eyes and I realize my mistake. <laughs> sure enough, instead of what she was expecting, which was sexy lingerie, that's what she was hoping for. She pulls out these large beige <laughs> utilitarian looking sweatproof bra. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can imagine how it went from there and my foolish muttering of, but, but the ad said it would be your new best friend. It didn't help the matters because apparently I'm the only sweaty tit here. She's like, <laughs> you don't find me sexy anymore. I'll have, you know, those sweaty breasts fed and nourished our children. But you can't even look at me. <laughs> oh, this is way too classic. And just what exactly am I getting at anyway? Am I trying to say that she has saggy boobs, <laughs> that she needs a new bra, a more supportive one for her aging sandbags? <laughs> Dude, she's hurt. She's hurt, man. Bro, you made a huge mistake. This is just like me trying to solve a problem rather than let her vent. But you know what needs venting, John? Those freaking fire truck titties. Damn. Let them breathe, baby. And you know what's so tragic? Literally listening up to the point where after she opened the package, I was racking my brain thinking, what did he do wrong? Like, yeah. I still I, I thought I knew, he was a great husband, but I, I knew going into the story from the title that it was going to turn out bad. Yet I my, my tiny reptilian fucking uh, uh, peanut brain just could not comprehend. Bro, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I need to get a fire truck brain. Fire truck brain, dude, for those fire truck titties. <laughs> So yeah, that went well. She has taken the kids to a swimming lesson and then for ice cream. So I have two hours to salvage things. Maybe I buy some crotchless pants. Maybe, maybe. I have a I have a, a curveball for him. Curveball, what? He gets his own big tits. Ah, and then wears them for and a month of solidarity. Dang, dude, just eat, dude. You got to eat that ice cream. Grow some titties. Wear the bra. Get some use out of that shit, bro. Or better yet, have a threesome with your wife. Then she'll feel sexy again. A threesome? Yeah, but it has to be a two dudes threesome. So she's like in the oh, middle. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it can't There's be a two like, girl threesome. That would be exactly. too fun for him. No, 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 no. It, that has to be like, or, or what about 10 dudes? I mean, <laughs> what a train uh, run. Why, hey, why do hey, we hey, need forget to limit the fire truck. It? Let's run the train. Yeah, like, I just don't understand why we need to. Why limit ourselves? You no, know, it's, no. And that's my John philosophy. and I are not about limiting. We're not We're about, about limiting. empowering men and women to live their sexiest selves. Exactly. If if ten dudes want to uh, run a train on your this wife? guy's wife's fire uh, fire truck, truck titties, titties, who truly who am I to stop them? You are not. Who am I? No one. 
This podcast isn't rated five stars. Well, it's your own damn fault. You got two thumbs and a brain, don't you? What do you think? Stars grow on trees? They don't. So go to OKOP's profile page on Spotify, click about, then rate five stars. Or wherever you get your podcasts.